This is Jimmy and Annette, and we are coming to you from last week. It was the bullseye of the Texas Hill Country, but this week I've got a new word. It's the epicenter. Epicenter. Okay, I like that It's better. like the beginning of a cataclysmic event right, right here. Right here. <laughs> I know. We're goofballs. Hey, want to welcome everybody to our podcast. It's called Living Up in a Down World. and we are, You were rocking out to that music. I was rocking you out. I wish people could have seen you. I was playing air drums. Yeah, air drums. Air drums. I'm not even a drummer. I'm a, it I'm was a guitar hilarious. player. I've got eight guitars hanging around here. Um, and how many in your closet? Um, they're going to stay in the closet, you know. Oh, Just to be politically correct, we're going to keep them in the closet. So, but anyway, we're going to sell two. I'm going to sell two guitars because you want to buy another possibly one, possibly acquire one. Oh but, you my know, it's gosh. a trade off. You know, it's like trading baseball cards. Maybe a little really more expensive. a lot more expensive. <laughs> but anyway, hey, well, let's not talk about your purses. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> you we went there, nailed it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> of which I'm still waiting on one to come, Tina Curry. I'm waiting on you. That's that's a that's subtle, all I'm gonna say. I know, I know, there. I know. It's not her fault anyway. <laughs> well, welcome to our show today. By the way, Chevy, our watchdog, our, our mascot, our watchdog. He's, he's asleep. He's totally asleep <laughs> in Annette's lap. He he's he loves the punching. podcast more than anybody. And I don't know, maybe other people sleep through our podcast too. But he is like <laughs> crashed out. He he's is. gone. This is so his anyway. favorite time of the week. I know it's crazy. He jumps up in your lap, and once he hears us moving and going, he's like done. Right. So anyway, if it's, I snap. it's actually my favorite time now too. Oh, no, I'm really getting the hang of this. This is fun. We're it having is. a great time. I hope you are enjoying the show. Our heart for you. I mean, the title of this is "Living Up in a Down World," and that is absolutely our heart. That even though the world, we know that we know as followers of Christ, and we know because of Scripture that the world has fallen. I mean, it just is. And it doesn't take much, you know, look on your newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever gram you're doing, whatever screen you happen to be looking at, and you'll see, I mean, this this is a broken world. Our hearts remember Eden, but our spirits long for heaven, but we live in the in-between right now. So we are, we want to help you navigate life with us because we're navigating it just like you. We get up the same way you do. I mean, we hit the ground running. Have we had a week? Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. What a week. So I had I had a very unusual thing. First time, I've been in uh, full-time ministry basically 38 years of, of wow, <laughs> 38 years of what? <laughs> uh, 38 years of being full-time ministry, and this is the first time I've ever had what I call a doubleheader. What is, what is a doubleheader? You had two events, and they were opposite events. One was a wedding and one was a funeral in the same Day. Same day. So I, I had the privilege of officiating. I'm glad you remembered which was which. That could have been dangerous. Uh, I was a little, you know, brain foggy yes. there at the end of the day. Well, and we had daylight savings time this week, too, oh, which didn't help. that was really fun. Right. Oh, I was totally tired when I got up yesterday because I get up at 445 on a regular Sunday. So it was actually 345 and I was feeling it. So typically, just for you don't know much about ministry or anything, it's it's not that it's so physically taxing, but it is emotionally taxing exactly. and it wipes you out. So 
I'm, a, I'm an all-in kind of guy. Whatever I'm doing, I'm all-in. If I'm grieving with a family, I'm grieving with a family. I'm an empath by nature. So when I'm with a family, I'm grieving. And then when I'm with a wedding party, I'm celebrating all-in. I mean, 110% on both of those. And so when I do that on one day in a given week, it's exhausting. Well, and the worst part, you had to wear a suit all day that long. Was, that don't was wear suits. totally the worst part. For those of you who don't know, Jimmy does not like suits. He doesn't wear them in the pulpit. <laughs> Although, I thought it was interesting that one of our elders came up and said, all of the elders voted that you have to wear a suit every Sunday. And what did you say? I quit. I quit. <laughs> I'm done. Consider this my resignation. But you look <laughs> so handsome in a suit. I actually agreed Thank with you, them baby doll. that you're you're a rebel. Sweetness. You're never going to do it. I love it. you so much. <laughs> so when we were in Abilene at a wonderful multicultural church, well, there was a very high expectation. You sort of had to wear your bling. And so I wore a suit for 10 straight years. Uh, I think then, there was a time you didn't. Well, uh, very little. Yeah, a little bit. Then I would cave again and go back to it. Then we moved to Nashville after that. And guess what? I was wearing a suit, suit there. Again. I was like, this is You said next Next move, never wearing a suit. I'm and done with this. You never have. So in the in the ministry, you know, interview, you know, I'm going, hey, I do have a very serious question. This could be a deal breaker for me. Do I have to wear a suit? <laughs> and if they'd have said yes, I might have said, you know, I'm going to really go back to the drawing board on this and you're so funny. Get the Urim and Thuman and seek God. I just don't know, you know. So anyway, so so I love what I love about pastoring in Fredericksburg, Texas. Annette and I together we pastor a wonderful church called Bridge Church, and really that that's the heart of who we are. We're bridge builders, and um, it's it's a resort community. It's a wonderful town. We live in the coolest place ever. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Oh, we love, love, love. As much as we loved Nashville, I really love Fredericksburg. I like to visit Nashville now. It's just fun. It's fun going back. We're going back in May for a really cool event. But anyway, it's a great place to live and it's so casual. I mean, even when you go out to the nice restaurants, it's if it's summer, it's shorts and flip-flops. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's my kind of town. Right now, it is spring break. Oh, oh man. my goodness! Wow. The the yeah. roads are crazy. It, it's nuts. Our town is a tourist town. Yeah, which a lot of yeah. people don't know. Yeah, my understanding is that our town can can get up on a given weekend to over fifty thousand people and guests. And yet we only have about ten thousand who 13, live here. Thousands the last uh, mm-hmm. last figure I heard on our census. We, you know, are, we're growing, mm-hmm. and uh, we're far enough from Austin and um, San Antonio that we're never going to have infill between those two cities. They'll never take us over like the the Amoeba Thank thing. Goodness, however. People want to move to the hill country. It's a very popular place to be, and, and it for good reason. There's a lot to do out here. here. Yeah, so Annette mentioned it's also spring, so we are enjoying stunning spring weather. In Although fact, it's about to get cold. Not cold, just a few days yeah, of cool. cool to me. But not like, you know, snowpocalypse like we had a couple of years ago. No. So this is... Um, this is really cool what's coming. So anyway, it's a beautiful day outside. So when we finish our podcast, we're going to get outside, get some sun today because it's just gorgeous. And we're hoping that is happening for you, although we have friends in Alaska. The testers, <laughs> oh, yes. Wayne and Esther, oh my gosh. I mean, and Although Ellen's. it's stunning, it's gorgeous. It is beautiful. But it looks like, you know, the great white north for sure. It right. is like 
tundra, but it's beautiful. However, I'll take the green right now because all of our grasses and weeds are growing and our trees are blooming. Everything's moving, birds and uh, spring breakers. So it's this is definitely spring. So welcome to our podcast, um, Our Heart is we want to encourage you to say, you know, the the boy, a girl, you can do this. You can do this life with Jesus Christ, walking with you, with the person of the Holy Spirit, you know, called alongside, the one call, walking with you, you can navigate this life. You've got a true north in Christ. And so uh, so I had a little, uh, so I had a huge weekend, right? right? And a big week. We were busy all weekend. All week. One of those weeks, I call those convergence weeks when it seems like just everything hits at the same time. And so we had the wedding, which was kind of a surprise. It, remember, right. it came up super quick. Right. So I they moved it up. Yeah, they moved it way up, way up because of availability of a venue and whatnot. And then the, and then you can never plan for funerals. They just you have a certain amount of margin in your life, and then a funeral takes it up. And mm-hmm. it's a privilege to do it. And I walked, we got to walk with a wonderful family through this thing. So um, all that was happening. Then just the normal getting ready for Sunday. We do two services on Sunday, so I preach twice. So between Saturday and Sunday, I spoke four different times, mm-hmm. and three of those were all on completely different subjects, topics. So I was brain I had brain fog, yes. you know, the, the fog of so war. much so that you so asked much me so. to collaborate with you and teach on Sunday. Sure, let's tell everybody Jimmy's big faux pas. Well, on you did. You you actually asked me if <laughs> earlier on in the week if I would collaborate with you and tell tell a story. And at first I was like, oh. but I thought, no, I can do this. If I can do a podcast, I can get up in church and we can collaborate in teaching. Uh-oh. What happened? So Sunday rolls around. I'm fog of war. I get up super early because mm-hmm. even daytime, you know, we forgot about daylight savings time, which is like the biggest joke on the planet, on the whole planet. Yeah, it is. And uh, so that happens. So we've lost sleep. We're already tired. I blow into the message. I'm having, and I'm waiting I'm, for you to call me up. That's waiting like, okay, when's he going to call me up during the message? And and what is I, my heart doing? Your heart. Oh, here's what Annette's heart is like this, except for a lot faster. A lot faster. Because I'm slow. thinking, okay, he said, heart I know. Yours is like, but I, it was lit, I was literally just going real fast. I thought, okay, <laughs> okay, I'm just going to calm down. So because I was thinking about you. Oh, yeah, actually, right. No, you weren't. Forgot. You forgot totally me. Totally spaced it. Totally spaced it. I'm flying through the message. I'm actually catching the groove. I was having a blast preaching and teaching because it is the love. I, I love doing it. It's, it's such a. But I'm you left your wife out. I left my wife hanging. When you asked me, and I kind of. hanging. I wasn't that excited about it at first. I know. you. I, it was a miracle you consented to I even do said, it. Because. I know what God's calling me to do right now. Yeah. And I need to re-engaging. let go. Yeah, you are re-engaging. And so <laughs> so it was sort of a, not sort of, it was a swing and a miss. So in between for, uh, services, I said, did you forget about me? And you said, what are you talking about? <laughs> I had to remind you, and you still didn't know what I was talking about. So here's a sort of my excuse. Your brain fog. I mean, I've never had a doubleheader on a <laughs> Saturday before a Sunday. So I was... I was gone. I was apparently, just but you would never know it preaching because you. It was a great message. Thank you. Got a lot out of it. I God loved always talking about the veil. Oh, the veil being torn in yes. the temple, and, it was and now there's no separation between God and man. Yes. Ah, thank you, Jesus, for what you did on the cross for right. us. So I was preaching on that and really excited, and 
and we had a just a great day. You did overall. tell a creepy story in the beginning. I, I, I was kind of I turned to Tina. She always a, sits with it's me. Like on, an, a Damien Omen. Or it something. was, and she always sits with with me on the second service. And I turned to her. I said, "Get ready to hear this creepy story." And she's like, "What?" And then you tell it, and really, it was creepy. It was creepy. But you but didn't it say happened. it could have been a dream. You didn't say that I to did, the church. Actually. I said Not it could have been a dream, could have been a vision. I didn't hear that. I did. Okay. I did. I I'm going to go back and listen. Please do. I because prefaced. it's creepy. I know. It was wild. I might tell it right now. Really? See you if, think? See if your podcast listeners think it's creepy because it's creepy. Okay. By the way, I, I was given a new name by Brian with an I, who Uh-oh. has just become a cool dude in our life. And uh, he said, Hey, I've got, I've got a new moniker for you. He said, um, you're going to be the pastor caster. A pastor caster. So, I, you know, uh, Adam Curry, Adam. Adam Adam got this great. So Tina got him this cool sign. It's made out of neon. Yeah. And it says Podfather. So and what do you want? studio. Pastor caster. You want a sign that says pastor caster. Yeah, I think that'd make a good okay, name Okay, well, we'll ask Brian too. if he'll take care of that for us. It'll make a good name for a guitar <laughs> instead of a Stratocaster. Okay, but why does it Tina caster. have a name? And why don't I have a name? Why is it all Tina, about you Tina's and the, Adam? Tina is the keeper. She's the keeper. But she doesn't have a son. And you're Dame Annette. Remember, oh, Adam calls you Dame he Annette. Does, Pastor he calls Jimmy many and Dame Annette. Women, Dame, whatever their name is. I know. Well, anyway, that's yours. That's <laughs> this is mine. Pastor Caster. So, uh, so the story. Let me. I'll, I'll blow quickly through this. When I was very young, around six years of age, uh, we had the typical house like anybody did, which meant. You have a regular living room, kitchen, all your regular place. But then there's the sacred living room. Formal living room. Formal is what, living is, is the that actual name. Yes. Well, you and I all had I one after we was, got married. You know, don't you dare go in that room. You don't ever. sit on the furniture. You never you can sit only on the look furniture. at it. And the only time that was ever used was when a guest came over. Maybe. Or Chris, or Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> right. No, not our guest, not me and my brother, Jerry. No, no. no it was it was my parents' guest. You know, so that was, and that was very typical of all homes. Back Don't you remember our home in California? We had a We did have one of yeah. those. That's right. So, um, but at night, sometimes my mom, she loved to read and she'd like to sit in that room and read. And that was like the, you know, right before we went to bed, my brother and I, I was six, he had to be three or four and uh, or I was seven-ish. But so before we went to bed, we could go in there and hang out with mom. And that was kind of, then we're going to bed. So one night we're in there. Now, let me ask you this. Did you have to be on the floor? We were. We you were not. You could sitting, not sit on, the, not on the couch. We were banned. Wow. My brother and I were pretty wild. I'm just saying, uh, as you can imagine. So No food in there either, Oh, right? Lord, no. Okay. Nothing. She always had her glass of tea. That was her thing. Oh, she could she have something, but coffee. you could She did tea all the time, 24-7. So she's in there reading. And there's only like one or two lights on that living room. And those old old school lamps, and you could see from the living room through a hall, a door into the hallway, into mine and Jerry's bedroom. We were kids. We had the same bedroom. We had bunk beds, and we had a big toy box in there, a big wooden one, typical old school, very unsafe <laughs> and unsanitary too. So we had all of our toys in this toy box. One night we're in there. And, and what I said is, I don't know if this was a dream. I don't know if it was a vision. I don't know if it I was. I don't remember you saying that. Figment of my imagination. I thought or half the people something. were going to walk out of our church after hearing that story. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to scare anybody off, but it happened to me, and it was real, and it was very traumatizing. I look back through the through the room in that amber kind of light. We had one lamp on in my bedroom, and I see my toy box lid is up. And, and did I, you leave it up? I don't know. You know, we're kids, probably. 
So it's up, but you can hear somebody rummaging around like somebody's going through our toys. And I'm looking, my brother's there. Are you sure it wasn't like a rat or a... It was not a rat because it looked at me. So I'll tell you Oh, gosh. This is where it gets creepy. So so this whatever this is, there's, I can tell something's, somebody is rummaging through our toy box. And I look at my mom and I look at my brother. They don't see it. They don't react. I look in there and the toy box closes. I hear it close and this impish little creature. I know this sounds crazy. It is crazy. creepy. It sounds crazier the more I tell it as an adult. But as a kid, you know, we got these crazy imaginations, but it looked like a, today we would say, gosh, that that could have been a demon of some kind, you know, a spirit or whatever. But it looked at me and it held my gaze. I mean, we locked eyes and it scared. How did you react in front of your mother and The best word brother. I can say is it scared the bejeebies out of me. Did you scream? Did you cry? What did I you did. do? I did. I reacted. I was and very upset. And your mom upset. was like, what my is wrong like, with you? what's wrong? Yeah, you know, a parent. Did going, you tell hey, her? what's wrong? Well, I said, there's something something in our room. And, and uh, of course, there wasn't then. Did she go in there and gone. check yeah, it out? Yeah, she did what my mom would do. And so she why said, do you think that happened? I know as a young person, there were some things that happened in my life through the years that I feel like the enemy of our soul set up to try to keep me from finding God. It, it was, there were several things that well, happened. It kind of backfired. Oh, it totally, you to go the it totally backfired. And, and the, the short story is that through the years, that imagery stayed with me of this dark thing, this little monster kind of thing that had looked at me. And it looked at, when it looked at me, it was just, mocking and it was awful it, it it tormented me and and I had that imagery in my mind through my whole life so when I got to high school and you start to get whack you know we get super smart and we're 17 right it's the smartest we'll ever be in our lives is at 17 years right. of age we know more than our parents our teachers everybody combined we're the most brilliant people on the planet at 17 uh, and then it goes downhill from there. So <laughs> then we become the, we become dumber the older we get because we realize how much we don't know. So at 17, I'm riding around with my friends and I pick up doing what guys do downtown on Friday and Saturday nights. On the drag. On the drag. We're waxing philosophical. We may or may not have had some adult beverages in the vehicle. That was pre-Jesus pre- <laughs> for me, FYI. But it's real and we're real here. So yeah, we were all drinking. And we'd start talking, having these God talks out of the middle of nowhere. We're listening to Bad Company, Kiss, and Van Halen. And then all of a sudden, hey, what about God? And all of a sudden, we go off into these conversations about God, which I think God just drops stuff in sometimes just to keep you you on your toes. So what happened was uh, I started thinking, I started reasoning that if, if there really is evil in the world, and I really felt like that was evil, and I felt like it was devilish. I didn't know the word demonic or anything. I didn't know terminology, but I thought that was devilish. And so I begin to reason, okay, if there's if there's a devil and if there is a hell, which we've heard about, then then conversely, there must be coming from a dialectic perspective, there's got to be the opposite. Mm-hmm. So that means there has to be a god and there has to be a heaven. So if there's a, a bad being and a bad place, there's got to be a good being and right. a good place. Makes sense. And so I made that simple reasoning at the most brilliant age of my life at 17, and I real that's when it began to click for me that God is real because this was so real to me as a young person growing up that anytime we had scary movies and stuff, I mean, that imagery would come right Which back Which is why you won't watch 
anything. I don't. I don't now. I won't even watch. And I remember a scary, you told me that story movie. a long time ago, but yeah. I. I've forgotten yeah. about it. We've been married 30 years. I literally will not watch scary movies. Yeah. Not because now I'm I afraid, because I really have no fear in terms of that, but I don't want to feed that imagery because what you, what you feed on, you, what you feed leads. Mm-hmm. So if I feed that stuff into my body, into my mindset, that's going to, it's going to lead me. It's, well, and it'll it's cause you to live in fear. Yeah. And you can't live in faith and fear at the same time. And honestly, Annette, it's, for me, it's not a fear thing. It's just I want the right kinds of things in me. It's the old garbage in, garbage out. You know, whatever you put in is going to come out because we leak out what we're full of. That's the truth. Right. We leak out what we're full of. What we put in is going to come back out. Right. And so, um, yeah, that was super impactful for me. And it actually led to me at 18 years of age saying, if the enemy's real, there's got to be a. If, if the devil's real, there's got to be a God, and that that really started my search for truth and my search for God, and that culminated in me giving my heart to Christ at the end of my high school senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And there were other things that happened along the way that fostered and facilitated that. God, God got His word to me in many different ways and through different people, but that impacted me so much. But it. Even it's come back up recently because you went to the Pink Impact, which we talked a little bit about yeah, last week. Yeah, we did week. last week. But you came back and you said that you'd been convicted. Well, I had because, you know, I've, I had been asking God a favor to help me grow. I want to grow. I want to learn. I, mm-hmm. I, want to, I don't want to be stagnant, stagnant in my relationship with him. And I'd been asking him for quite a while and nothing was happening. And it's like the definition of insanity. You... You do the same thing, expecting different results. I wasn't receiving it, the results I wanted. And when I went to Pink Impact, it reminded me of going to camp as a kid. I would go to church camp quite a, quite a bit um, growing up. And I remember loving the time I had at camp because we didn't have TV, radio. We didn't have any distractions. We didn't have phones back then. I'm quite old now. <laughs> but the thing is, is I... You come back and you're kind of hit with reality, and you got the TV again. You've got homework. You've got you know the things of life that that happen. And it when you go to when we went to Pink Impact, I experienced almost a camp like experience, mm-hmm. and I literally felt the Lord say, "Okay, you've been asking me a favor, but you have to collaborate with me." Right. And the only way to do that is you're going to have to make up your mind what you want to give up. And then give me that time. There you go. And, you know, this isn't for everybody, obviously. I'm at a time in my life that I really feel like God's getting me ready for something bigger than what I'm doing right now. We we use the word conviction, which sounds kind of like a negative term because, you know, when somebody gets. But what it is, it's convinced. The the biblical word for conviction is also translated convinced. Yes. So we use the word in church, it's a churchy term. I was convicted about something. It sounds terrible, but. But really what it means, what you're saying is you were convinced. I was convinced. That you needed to make a move on this. So you come back. So I came back and, and I... We had the talk. We you had said, the talk. You and said, I said... You said, can you sit down? I need to talk to you about you something. You got scared to scared death. the bejeebies out Yes, of me. you thought you had done something wrong. And we talked said, about this last right, week. Right, right. So we'll go over, over that. But what it culminated in is that we started um, decluttering in mm-hmm. a sense. And what did we start with? Well, we started with just getting rid of the things on TV. Yeah. That weren't bringing us joy. I mean, right. it, it was entertainment, right. which is great. But how is that going to grow me 
like I want as a yeah. Christian. I needed to do things that were going to help me grow. And one of the things that I think is in God's heart is for us to grow together as a couple. Oh, absolutely. Not just spiritually, but in every area of our life. That right? is so true because we've seen this through the years in other families and couples that we've worked with where either the either the guy or the girl gets on fire for Jesus and they just take off running and they leave their their spouse Spousal. behind yes. and or or in a friend group a, a community group and then one one person gets on and they just run off and leave everybody instead of saying hey let's go, go together. together let's let's do this together one of the things that that I loved about uh, Adam and Tina's testimony of their journey of faith is that they made it up their mind about a year ago that they were going to do the journey together I'm like man that is the best the best decision you could have ever made right. was to pursue Jesus. The exactly. second best was to do it together. together. And that's, we've always done that. We've worked hard to do things together. We've done the work. So when you sat down and you told me that, I said, I'm all in. Where do you want to start? And you said, TV. I said, yay. Well, because you're not a TV <laughs> watcher. A so it, TV was, it was easy for you. That part was easy. That was hard for me. Yeah. But the thing is, is what I've noticed over the last couple of weeks is it's created so much margin in our life that we have more time with each other. We have more time to, to talk and dream about the things that we see God doing in us and with us. I did the math on that. I'm totally with you on this. You I did, did math? Wait, you're not good at math. I'm I may sorry. be wrong. Check my numbers. <laughs> I said, okay, we have bought back at least three hours a night. Exactly. Un- under the excuse of vegging. We're tired. We're vegging. We're peopled out. We're vegging. You know, all that. Right, right. But we have bought back three hours right. a night times seven. Right. Let me see if I get this right. I'll use my calculator. No, you won't. Is it 21? You're so funny. 21 hours. 21 hours. hours Easily. Extra. Easily. That doesn't count binge watching Netflix, which we did like everybody else. Right. And the other things that we watched outside of that. Now, we are watching, we've watched some good movies. We've actually some, some, we, we re-upped on documentaries. We've done some documentaries. Movies. So we're, we're being very selective, but. If we don't have anything to watch, we don't turn the TV on. Exactly. It's been amazing. We're now sitting at our dinner table. This is another bonus. Which we talked about last yeah, week, too. So now which we're sitting at our dinner table together, and so it's making amazing. every meal special. We drank water at lunch, but we drank it in wine glasses because <laughs> we're classy. Right. But, I mean, little things like that of saying, you know what, let's, take, let's make this special. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're slowing down around our house. We're not feeling like, oh, my gosh. It's almost seven. Our show's about to come on. We got to finish. Wrap that was up the really kitchen. every night for it, me. It got crazy. It was, yeah. It was just. It was off. It was unbelievable. When I look back, I it, I'm surprised at how much time was spent on things yeah. that didn't really matter. Yeah. And I, I'm, I have so much margin now, and so much joy. I was talking to my daughter, my oldest daughter, um, Alicia, called me today, and she started sharing that. Her and Mark, after listening to my podcast, felt like, or our podcast, excuse me, last I week. Say, excuse me. I know, I didn't mean to say that. Um, but she said, after listening to it, we started doing the same thing. We started getting rid of, you know, things that weren't that important in our lives. She said, now we still watch sports. I said, listen, do what, do what you do, but don't, you don't have to do what I do. Right. She said, but now I have worship music going on throughout the house. She said, my husband even asked me the other day, or made a comment, he said, I've never seen you have so much joy 
in your life? And she said, it's because we got rid of the clutter. They even went through their clothes like I did. My, my daughter's amazing. She really follows in my footsteps in a good way. Hopefully, she doesn't see the bad stuff. And <laughs> But she, she realized, you know, we, we need to refurbish things. We need to um, get rid of things uh, in our life that aren't important, that aren't bringing us joy, and uh, things that can bring us joy, refurbish them and make them even better. And so... It was it was an amazing conversation today yeah. having that. I'm calling this um, for for whoever if anybody's interested in this, you can go to our website livingupinadownworld.com and you can write us and we'll we'll give you some tips, we'll turn you on to some books and resources that help with this. But what it's doing it's buying back margin. We're mm-hmm. getting more space in our life. Yes. We're like, okay, even though we had this crazy week last week, our evenings were like, okay, I can breathe. Mm-hmm. I can really rest. And then it's, I call it decluttering the soul. That's mm-hmm. what we're doing. It's That's not good. just the garage, which we talked about <laughs> that. We're not quite up to the Curry standards, but we're getting there. We're getting there. And uh, it's not like doing the shed or doing a closet, although those are all great and those are spillovers, but it's really decluttering your soul. It's decluttering from the inside out. And when you do that, you make more space for God, mm-hmm. more space for joy, and you know what? I've noticed I can hear God clearly mm. because I don't have the clutter. Oh, that's good. And so that really makes a difference because you can really listen. Yeah. And uh, that's, I know that he told me I needed to collaborate with him. Yeah. It's the difference between walking into a busy restaurant and trying to hear your friend across a long table mm-hmm. in the middle of that and straining and it's wearing you out because you've got all these voices and noise it's, it's the difference between doing that and walking into a studio. If you've ever been into a music studio, it is like dead air. There's no, it, it's built and created as such mm-hmm. because you're recording instruments and vocals. And you walk in there and it's almost you can hear, it's like you can hear the atoms bouncing off your eardrums. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so quiet. And that's the difference. When you begin to declutter your soul, you begin to hear God's voice. Because he doesn't have to scream over all the noise no, and the it's clutter. The gentle whisper that's oh, really important that we love hear. It. Love it. I read a book a number of years ago by uh, Richard Foster, and it was called The Celebration of Discipline. In fact, I was reading that book when you and I met. That was one mm-hmm. of those books that I was reading at that, you know, 30 years ago. And he talks about, he has this principle called eliminate and concentrate. In other words, it's good to go through seasons where you eliminate the non essentials and you concentrate on what is essential. So eliminate and concentrate. And that's one of those principles that I've carried with me. I forget it from time to time. And then we have moments like this where we go, wait, we need to declutter. We've just gotten too much junk around us. And it's it's drowning out God's voice. It drowns out our own voices mm-hmm. to each other because we get so busy maintaining the clutter that we're not maintaining each other, right. taking care of each other. So I, I am just so at peace and so joyful that you came back and God spoke to you and you heard him and then you sat down with me. You didn't say, I'm going to do this. You asked me if we could do this. I mean, you approached me in such a humble way and I was like, yes. And so it has been a great, great thing for us. We did our garage. We, we've we done some things in our home as well, uh, decluttering. 
we're even looking. You've got stuff for sale right now. You're, you're people think we're moving. I know people have asked because I keep. It, it's because if I don't need it, if it's not bringing me joy, if it's not the, the style, I am kind of creating a whole new, more minimalistic style. And uh, yeah, yeah, I had a lot of people say, "Are y'all? Are y'all where are you going? Are you moving? No, <laughs> no, we're just we're just getting rid of the extra stuff that, right. that we don't need." And and I'm going to do that with some guitars. I know it's a I know, big. I'm that's excited a big move about that. For me. If you can get rid of chairs, I can get rid of because I I have and a chair a problem, a chair issue. Yeah, we've sought help, and so <laughs> the Lord's speaking, and so but but the same. I mean, we, we're just looking at things, and it's not like this massive sacrifice. It actually makes room for for more life so it's actually a bump it's mm-hmm. it's not a bad it's a good it's a really good and so we if that would encourage you and help you um man we just we want to help you live up in a down world and this is one more way to live up when the rest of the world is going one way sometimes you got to swim upstream you know and what do something I, different i have to say this what i did notice because i'm not really i'm not watching the news i'm not listening to the news i heard about the silicon uh, Valley Bank mm-hmm. went under, mm-hmm. and I ha- found out through our payroll company who wrote and said you're not affected. Which I was like, affected? What is this? I would. I didn't even know. I don't even know the sky's falling. Well, if you would listen to No Agenda, you would. You would. <laughs> I know, and you, you did tell me you you heard, and I had not listened to it yet. But I'm telling you, I have so much peace because I'm not letting all that right my mind. Boy, that is a truth. Not only do you get margin in your life as far as time, mm-hmm. you get margin in your mind, yes. and in your heart, and yes. your spirit to where you're just not living in the clutter. Right. It's been beautiful for us. So we hope that'll encourage you. Hey, we want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. This is number 10, by the way. 10. We're into double digits. Wow. Mind-bending. I still can't believe it. So we're on number 10, and and just wait till we get to 1,000. It's going to be amazing. So I uh, <laughs> think that far ahead. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. Thank you for those of you that that uh, that listen to us on on um, Fountain and some of the other Castomatic on uh, Podcast Index, Podcast 2.0, all the, these amazing value-for-value value, uh, sites that allow you to, if you like what you're hearing, you you can add value to that by by giving Bitcoin, sats, and various things. But we want you to listen wherever you are and be happy with that, whatever your favorite platform is. But we want to say thank you. It really encourages us. We've gotten some beautiful comments and responses to the to the podcast. So feel free to reach out to us. We love hearing the the feedback. It's good for us. Maybe topics you want to hear more about in terms of marriage and doing life a life of faith in this world. How do you do it? You know, we'd love to to hear from you. And so we're going to sign off for today. Chevy has not moved since we started. He's totally, totally chilling. But we hope you'll have a fantastic week. We love and appreciate all of you. Do reach out to us, livingupinadownworld.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook. You can always, under Jimmy and Annette Pruitt, you can always reach out there. Or you can check out our church website, bridgefbg.com. And that every weekend sermon's on there, our worship team's on there, everything, resources. We want to do what we can to help you grow and, and get on this journey of faith. 